Taking Back My Crazy, Episode 2-ish. What fresh hell is this? Welcome to Taking Back My Crazy. My name's Matt. This is a journey I'd like to take with you all. This podcast is dedicated to the discussion of mental health and my personal experiences and adventures with bipolar disorder. Yours may vary. In this second and long overdue episode of Taking Back My Crazy, I want to continue the saga that began in episode one. Our first episode left off with my being diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Now where do you go from there? That seems like it would be the end of the story, right? Oh no, sports fans, that is just the beginning. Well, I would love to say that my doctor gave me the equivalent of mental Tylenol, and I took two as needed, and sunshine, smiles, and rainbows shot out of every orifice as the birds sang and life was peachy. As you may be imagining, that's not exactly what happened. (laughs) What did happen was I had a bit of a streak going as a car salesman and um, had been doing this job for more than a few years. So I started taking my first concoction of pills and attending therapy. Being very honest, I took my daily medications every few days or sometimes I got on a good streak and made it a week-long But I started feeling fine and realized to myself, I don't need these damn pills. I feel fine. Then we got to start over and over and over as the cycle of my own ignorance persisted. I also uh, believe that's another episode. But I attended therapy. Here, my friends, is where I excelled at using my particular set of skills to manage my illness. Moreover, I used my skills that I had learned in being tactfully persuasive to do in my mind what I thought was sure to accelerate the therapeutic process. In short, I lied my butt off during therapy, just to get it over with. My therapist had shared with me that she was accepting another position with another therapy group and would no longer be my therapist. She would either turn me over to a new therapist or, if I was ready... She would close my treatment. Aha. Ladies and gentlemen, here was my opportunity to take control, air quotes, control, of my situation. I would make sure that before my therapist, who was obviously part of the Short Timers Club, cut me loose before she bailed. I began to go to therapy regularly and be very attentive with my listening and my answers. I simply, as I stated earlier, and to quote Captain Jack Sparrow, lied my Weasley black guts out. She would recap the coping skills we had learned the previous week. I would carefully recant her statements and then fabricate an example of how I had used this skill effectively, albeit in a completely fictional story. She began to feel confident that I was getting it. Holy crap, folks, I was on the short list for getting out of this ridiculous hour-long waste of my time. She made the decision that I should begin coming to therapy every two weeks instead of weekly as we transitioned to no longer attending therapy. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I was too messed up in the head to handle my day-to-day activities, but I sure had this lady sold on my mental stability. Well... Here's where the twist comes in. Every good story has a plot twist that throws the protagonist into a spin of sorts. 
Well, for this protagonist, that twist had a name. Kim. Allow me to explain. <clears throat> My short-timer club therapist that I had completely sold, convinced, bamboozled, or whatever chosen adjective you may be fond of, bailed early. Yes, indeed, folks. I showed up to what I believe to be my second-to-the-last therapy session that I was to have before I completed this unfortunate chapter of my life and moved the hell on. And there she was, a wide-eyed, fresh graduate with her master's degree in psychology named Kim. Perfect. Now I had to start over. Here was this new therapist I hoped had reviewed thoroughly my treatment notes and knew that I was cured on paper <clears throat> and ready to be cut loose. As introductions were made, I was setting up my plan for how I would ensure that this new therapist adhered to the schedule and knew that I was done. Kim was unassuming enough, she was kind and witty, and she was very easy to talk to. She had indeed reviewed my files, and had even been the first one to bring up that I was almost finished with my stint in therapy. She said she wanted to see me a few more times than my prior therapist had scheduled, but ultimately she wanted to feel comfortable signing off on the conclusion of my treatment, before actually cutting me loose, you know. I couldn't argue with that or be angry. Let's be honest, I was, after all, trying to keep my ruse going with this new lady. The end goal was all that mattered, and this was simply a pothole in the highway, and I was saw no reason to get ruffled. So we visited for the first day, and a week later we visited some more. Week three, we kept getting to know you phase going, and slowly, very slowly, she was picking my story apart. She was good. She cared, unlike me. I wanted out, but she wanted to help. We had some obviously conflicting ideas about what that hour meant and how we should be using it. Finally, I asked her, So, how do you think this is going? How much longer do you see therapy lasting? Tactfully, she said, I think we're doing well. Would you mind coming in next week, maybe Thursday? I have an opening and I'd really like to see you then. This was it. Yes, of course I can. Absolutely, I can come in next week. I figured I had defeated the final boss and earned my reward and reached the end. Short story, but no spoilers. Nope. So, next Thursday shows up and here I am thinking I'm slick. I showed up and schmoozed the receptionist and pretend to be, here's air quotes again, normal. I hate that word, but that's another episode again. Kim comes out and calls me back for our session, as is usual, and she is as personable and plain-spoken as she always was. This was odd. I recall sitting on the black faux leather couch completely off my game, not knowing what to expect or when to expect it. She caught me off guard. She was going over a few things from the week before, like she normally did on our bi-weekly visits. What the hell? Finally, I'd had enough. I interrupted and asked her why she wanted me to come in. I mean, folks, I was done with this crap, right? 
She maintained her composure and said plainly that she saw some holes in my story and that she would feel more comfortable seeing me on a regular basis and did not feel it was time to end therapy. Oh, what fresh hell was this indeed. My mind was reeling. How do you answer that? Did I rebut? Or did I accept and feign my approval? This was most assuredly not part of the plan. That's for dang sure. I will give one spoiler, folks. That is that Kim saved my life. More than once. This quote-unquote failure to end my therapy early was ultimately a success in how my therapy story actually goes. My first therapist, who was so ready to cut me loose, could have, with her desire to move on to her new job, done way more than gotten me out of therapy. Heck, without Kim, you wouldn't have gotten to listen to my voice for the last ten minutes or so. Or ever at all, in fact. Yes, there were times my wife had to take me to therapy like an obstinate child. Yes, there were times I lied about being sick, preoccupied, deported, imprisoned, held captive in some far-off land. Just to get out of that dang hour. One hour. Yes, therapy for me did not come easy because when you begin to try therapy, it begins to suck. Bad. If you're not leaving therapy exhausted, try harder, folks. It's an amazing process, but you have to put in your effort. Therapy for me, five years later, is still my favorite, crappiest hour of the week. I still leave exhausted. I still can't make myself go at times. But the difference is now I don't allow myself to miss therapy unless I absolutely have to. I want to encourage you all to find a therapist like Kim, Lauren, or Carol. Those names are what we call teasers for future episodes. Therapists save lives and make the quality of life for millions of people infinitely better. It is hard. You can do it. Stick with it and be your own advocate. If you find that you're not getting enough out of your sessions, because they are your sessions, say something. Not all therapists will notice that you're BSing your way through it. They're people, not polygraphs. They do, though, have resources that can help you improve your life. There is help out there, and I hope that by writing all this down, one person finds theirs. Until next episode, I will leave you with a quote from Nikola Tesla that I find quite interesting. We crave for new sensations, but soon become indifferent to them. The wonders of yesterday are today's common occurrence. Thank you for listening.